Southeast Radio's morning mix. Morning. Lovely to be back. So, Ray, you were in Wexford today. You were here courtesy of PwC and the Wexford Chamber, I believe. Yeah, it was lovely to to do that breakfast briefing. It's a ritual as old as time. Hmm. Uh, trying to make sense of the budget and what it means for uh, our community. Right. What does it mean? What does it mean to you? Uh, well, I, I suppose it it was a long budget. It was very complex. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of adjustments uh, to address cost of living. I am worried about the overall direction of travel. So um, it's, a, it's a budget for Ireland and the Wexford economy is different from the Irish economy. Mm. And so the impacts on it, you know, probably it, in a strange way, it doesn't meet right. the cost of living challenges in yeah. the southeast and in Wexford particularly uh, because it's framed nationally. Right. But nonetheless, I think those measures are very important. But overall, I feel it probably wasn't a prudent budget. We're moving into an election cycle and politicians have to press the gas and uh, you know, despite the the good news on creating that reservation fund, mm. they're spending a lot more money, and you would be concerned about the efficiency and value for money we're getting for that spend. Okay, that's your, your thoughts. Uh, the last time you were with me, you blew cylinder, several cylinder head gas because I'll never forget the reaction because you called it as you saw it from the outside looking in. So I'm going to ask you the same question again, and you never know what's going to happen when Ray Griffin joins me in studio. Um, the economic perspective: How is County Wexford performing? Like, I suppose. It's, it is growing and it, the economy is growing and it's thumping. So um, unemployment is down. Uh, the number of people in work uh, is growing. Um, uh, now, there's a technical recession. So our, our economy has declined, but that's to do with multinational accounting. The domestic economy is growing very strongly. We can see that in consumption. We can see that in payroll taxes. But the structural gap is uh, getting bigger. Growing. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a tier one economy, which is Dublin, and the disposable income in Dublin is 20% above the national average. There's the tier two batch, which is the Cork and Limerick economy, and they're at the national average, and we're close to 20% below the national average. Is that Wexford or is it Wexford? That's, Wexford? That, that's Wex- Wexford. Just Wexford. Yeah, so the southeast, and Wexford is an out, is, is um, the weakest economy in the southeast. Is it? It is. With, but, with, the, with the biggest population? With the biggest population. But it is growing, and growth feels good. Hmm. So people are, um, people are getting jobs, their lives are moving forward. You know, there is the cost of living challenge in the backdrop and high interest rates, but nonetheless uh, the domestic economy is is growing. But that structural gap is um, biting. And I'm not seeing the kind of game-changing moves that are needed to do it. So this year the government is going to spend 13 billion euro on capital projects. So these half of them are kind of small schools and footpaths and, you know, they're across the country and that's usually done quite fairly. But the other half is the big marquee projects and we just don't have enough of them. So Wexford, or sorry, the South East should be um, getting close to a billion euro or more than a billion euro of that per year. And Wexford should be getting 400 million. What are we getting? You can't really tell. The, the data is well hidden. When I do a tot, I can't get it north of 100 million. Uh, so you can see Trinity Wharf. And we should be getting 400 million. Each year. Yeah. Uh, so like there's, there is progress, like the, the Rosslayer Road getting announced, and there's the ETB project, and there's various projects um, ac- across the, the, the county. They just don't sum up. And when you, when you put this, when you challenge politicians over this, they just name the projects. 
Uh, but it's actually, I'd love to see that the, the analysis that shows right. over the long term because one year you mightn't get yeah. it but next year you should get more but on average the citizens of Wexford are entitled to that money for their resources the economy needs right. it for us to catch up and okay. break out of that tier 3 status So we're nearly at full employment but when you equate what you just said with the actual annual salary for people working in Wexford because we're tier 3 is that what you said to yeah. me? Dublin is tier 1 Cork and the likes are tier two. Mm-hmm. What is Waterford as a matter of interest? That, uh, tier, tier three as well. Tier three as yeah, well. Yeah, now they're okay. at the top of the range and Wexford is at the, at the bottom of the range of tier, the, uh, in that uh, tier. But so, the, so the, the region salary, is in lockstep. So the average salary in Wexford is, is is it half of what's in Dublin or what is it? You, it's, you can't actually break out that data. Which right. The CSO show disposable income. Probably the, the, the strongest indicator is PAYE tax returns. Hmm. Okay, so Wexford is 3.1% of the country. So you would expect if we were the same as the rest of the country, 3.1% of the PAYE tax returns, but it's just 1%. Now, we have a highly progressive tax system so that you can't just say that we're a third, mm. but we're, we're, we're definitely, um, we have weaker job quality. And even the Wexford um, County Development Plan kind of explains this as the absence of large employers, the kind of IDA multinational jobs, mm. the high paying public sector jobs from uh, decentralisation, a word that was used in a budget 20 years ago. Um, but um, those high quality, high paying jobs right. are, are missing. Actually, one of the big questions, and uh, I'm talking about blowing of cylinder head gaskets, there was a huge reaction. When, when you were last with me, uh, you, speaking of IDA jobs, you said that Wexford had almost 6,000 less IDA, uh, IDA jobs than we should have. What has happened since then? So, um, it's, it, hasn't, it hasn't got better, basically. So, the IDA had another bumper year, uh, despite trouble in the multinational sector, like pharmaceuticals are treading water and the tech industry is having difficulties. Mm. The Irish multinationals headcount is growing, so at 8% more jobs last year. The IDA were breaking out the champagnes uh, in Dublin 4. Um, but there was a 1% drop in employment in Wexford. From the IDA. From the IDA. Now, M- many visits that we have from them? Uh, I don't actually have that data okay. to hand. But we know the pipeline of, da- of visits isn't strong. And like IDA has a national mandate. They deal with Ireland Inc., not Wexford Inc. Hmm. And the reality is the rest of the country can't take IDA jobs. But Wexford can. Um, we do, we're approaching full uh, employment. Our unemployment rate is 6%. The national rate is 4%. So there is that 2% capacity. And our participation rate is 61% and the national rate is 65%. So right. there's another 4% of labour market capacity there. When you, hear, when you hear the figures you roll out, Ray, and you stand over all these figures, I mean, it brings into stark reality that we are being failed as a county. You know, that like, I... I suppose I'm just putting up the scoreboard. Mm. Um, and but the scoreboard don't lie. I don't think it does. But I do, and I, there are great people fighting in this region. Like we have good leaders who are mm. doing their darndest mm. to make the case. What we really need is the game-changing uh, right. uh, projects to, to come through. Right. And most of that, the general feeling is linked to our campus. Yesterday we had Councillor George Lawler raise the issue on this very programme that he would like to see uh, definitive dates and times set and and an overall plan. I then spoke to the Chief Executive, Tom Enright, who gave us an update on this. The realistic time frame for the Wexford campus, from your perspective on the outside looking in, 
What do you think of it? So I suppose it's important to, to, to say that. Are you in favour of it? Because people will mm-hmm. say you're based in Waterford, and if someone is in Carlo listening, maybe they don't want us to have a campus. But, uh, and that sorry. criticism is levelled at you as well. Do you, do you want to see Wexford with a campus? Um, that is a good question. I'll, just before I say that, I will say I'm an independent academic, so okay. I'm not talking for SETU, right. uh, and SETU management are well able to talk for themselves. Um, I am for what works for students. When I stand in front of a class at the start of 12 weeks with them, in which they're going to spend 20 or 30 hours listening to me, I feel that responsibility and my obligation is to make that transformation in their life. Um, well, I won't hide behind the bush. I, I, I want the campus yep. for Wexford. I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. But there, the criticism uh, that levelled at you is that you would be against a, a campus going no, to, to Wexford. No, I am absolutely not against a campus. What I want to see is I want to see a, a viable plan yeah. that is student-led and academic-led. So at the moment, we've politicians who said we want a campus and they're, they're voicing the, pub, the voice of the public in Wexford. Mm-hmm. They're seeing this as the solution and higher education is the solution to our region's problems, yeah. uh, solving the brain drain. We need something that works. Do the politicians have an understanding of the scale of investment and the journey that needs to be made to do that? Because you can build a building, but it can be a white elephant. Right, okay. And you actually need students who have choices. They can go to Dublin, they can go to Cork, they can go to Limerick, they can go you to Waterford. You need Waterford, STEM subjects in the campus in Wexford, yeah. Um, you, need thing, you need an exciting, vibrant hmm. atmosphere them. You right. need great sporting facilities, you need a great library, you need it to be cool. So the amount of money that's being deployed on that okay. isn't at that scale. All right. Well, look, I have a couple of minutes before we wrap up our conversation with you Maybe this I should should just say about the, about the brain drain. Yeah, please do. Yeah, so, like, the brain drain is getting worse in this region. And whatever the debates about who's getting what within the region, the reality is the region has so far has got nothing. Right. Nothing has come to Waterford. Nothing has come to Wexford, uh, Carlo or Kilkenny. And the brain drain uh, is effectively the problem that out of each Leaving Cert class, 60% of them leave for their higher education and each year 250 million euros usually of parents money leaves with them as they are uh, getting accommodation in Dublin Uh, and we need to tackle that with new courses the TU debate is kind of over the TU is there now the long term debate of higher education capacity is still there and within the TUs there's um, it, since they were created, 60%, uh, 62% of the capital has gone to Dublin. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21% has gone to uh, MTU in Cork and Tralee. Yeah. Uh, 10% of the capital spend since the TUs were created has gone to Shannon, which is Limerick and Athlone, and 6% has gone to RTU. So no money, no campuses anywhere. Thank you for joining me in the studio. Um, my final, final question is, uh, the Chief Executive, Tom Enright, said three to five years before the campus is fully functional in Wexford. Do you believe that's a realistic target? Uh, I'm so upset to hear that because the people who said the TU was a game changer, I assumed they had a plan and that plan was ready, was shovel ready. And what we're actually being told now is manana. We're being told that they didn't have a plan the TU was the plan and we're still everywhere. We're still years away from adding capacity. New courses. Uh, there was a tender for a med school in Cork released uh, yesterday. Where's our med school? Thank you, Ray. 
always good to raise a comment and maybe brew up a storm as well in the meantime but if it leads to positive thinking and positive developments you're always welcome in studio talk to you again soon thanks so much Southeast Radio's morning mix